And to me, it's so incredible because God wants us to be bold in our testimony, in our confessing of Jesus Christ, not to force or push ourselves on people, but we need to share our faith with people. How are they going to hear if we're not sent? Imagine having the truth and yet you keep it from anybody. That's not right. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, as Raul continues our series celebrating God's saving love, he'll urge you to consider your role in spreading the gospel. Just as the Apostle Paul didn't let a prison sentence stop him from pointing others to Christ, you'll see that you can be a bold and purposeful witness in sharing the good news of salvation no matter what your circumstances. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's lesson in the book of Philippians. In chapter 1, in verses 1 to 11, we have Paul's thanksgiving and prayer in the church of Philippi. But then at the same time, beginning with verse 12 here now, Paul talks about his imprisonment that he has in Rome. He is in that beautiful big city of Rome. And there he is a prisoner, not of Rome. But Paul says, I am a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ and a servant. Amazing. Paul the Apostle in verse 12 says, but I want you to know. Now now notice, Paul wants to convince you. Convince me. That not only is he a prisoner in Rome, and he's under the care of one of the Caesars. And he knows that at any time now, he is going to be beheaded. Why? Because he believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul doesn't waste any time, because even though he is in prison... Every four hours, a guard was changing guard and taking care of Paul. Every four hours, there was some person being born again of the Holy Spirit because of Paul's sharing with them. Paul was not looking at his circumstances. He was caring about other people's circumstances. And most important, he cared about their eternity. Do you care about people's eternity tonight? Don't answer until you know. I believe that when you care for someone's eternity, you never give up. You continue to pray. You continue to share. But most important, you continue to love them. And to share the love of Christ with them. And that's what Paul did exactly here. Because Paul here says, I want you to know one thing, brethren. That the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherness of the gospel. Now Paul wants you to understand that everything that happens in my life is not by coincidence. 
Sometimes people will wonder, oh, why did God take my son from me? Why did he have to die? He was so young. He had his whole life ahead of him. But you know, sometimes when people are non-believers and they don't really believe in God, and some tragedy happens and they're going through something in their life, God will take that one sacrifice so they can come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what the Bible says. God will use every event, everything that we go through in life, and some things we don't understand until we get to heaven. But I know one thing, that God is at work in my life. He never, ever stops working in my life until I become perfect in Jesus Christ in heaven. Paul understood this. Paul tells his readers here that his imprisonment has happened for the purpose of the furtherance and the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we go to trials and temptations so that we have a testimony. So that when people are facing what you face, you can share with them the importance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul is informing them. Rather, the country in his wisdom and sovereignty, God deliberately designed his servant Paul for present circumstances and undesirable as they may be to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about you. It's about Him. Get that through your minds. It's not about you. It's about Him. Because so many times people are looking at their problem situations, and what do they do? They have the poor mimis, I call them. We need to grow up. We need to trust in the Word of God. We need to read the stories in the Old Testament and coming through the New Testament. Why? Because these things are written for our examples. Things that people have faced in the past, He can tell you how they were able to bear or how they failed so that we can learn even from their failures so we don't make the same mistakes. Paul knew that. Paul understood all this. And yet, Paul here is telling us that God does not make mistakes in our lives. It's not a mistake, Paul says, that I'm in Rome in prison. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. Don't you feel sorry for myself, he says. I'm here with God's divine purpose. Doing what? Sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And listen, my imprisonment, Paul says, it's all to the glory of God. That's what Paul is saying. I want you to understand, don't feel sorry for me. I'm happy. I have the joy of the Lord. That's why I rejoice. And that's why I'm writing to you Philippians. So you can understand that when you find yourself in some type of a prison, 
And it doesn't have to be literally a prison. But you know, it could be something that you can call yourself something that you're going through. And you say, this is my prison. Hey, listen, quit looking at your prison and start doing what God says. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in your circumstances. Because many times we get confused and we don't really understand. And yet God is in full control of my life no matter what happens. God's purpose has been fulfilled by Paul being in prison. And what is that purpose? In the furtherness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is getting out. The gospel is getting out. Verse 13, look. So that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. He says, hey, by the way, I want you to know that everybody here in Caesar's house knows I'm a Christian. And that I am an apostle of Jesus Christ. And that I have only one thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is Paul proclaiming here? He's proclaiming that many are coming to the Lord. The elite of Rome are coming to Jesus Christ. The Praetorium Guard, there were 10,000 of them. And Paul was leading one by one to the Lord. As he was being imprisoned. Imagine that. Again in verse 14. He says that most of the brethren in the Lord, most of the Christians in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. You know what he says? He says these chains and being here in Rome in prison, it's encouraged other Roman what? Centurions and actual people from Caesar's house and other Christians to tell others about Christ. Because they've seen me in my position. I wonder if people can say that about you and me in the workplace, at the gym, at the supermarket, in the coffee houses. Are we that bold? Are we that transforming that people can see our lives without even sharing that we have the truth of Jesus Christ to give to people? That's what Paul is making the proclamation here. Notice because of the work of God through Paul the Apostle, they became bold in their testimony in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They had the confidence. They were depending on the Lord. They're not afraid of the devil. They're not afraid of anything. They just knew a few things that they want to share with everybody. But as we become older in the Lord, we become more complacent, more reserved, more conservative. And if you've noticed, since you came to Christ, how many true non-believer friends do you have? Usually we lose contact with our friends in the world. We need to have friends that are non-believer friends so that we can share the gospel with them. And yet Paul took the opportunity to preach to Felix to Festus, to King Agrippa, and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. He never shared anything about himself, but he shared everything about Christ. He says, these guys don't have fear anymore. They've become bold in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Call us anytime at 800-634-9165. You can also visit us at somebodylovesyou.com and on social media. We'd like to remind you that Raul's YouTube channel is a helpful resource as well. Join us for Straight Talk every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's return to more of Raul's message. I can remember when I first got saved. And when the Lord called me to go back to my old high school. That time I was 24 years old. Many moons ago. And I remember sitting there and I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me. Because I had, that was the only time I had a vision. A vision and kind of like a dream. And the Lord showed me my old school and saw a lot of kids and told me to go back to my old high school. So I went ahead and did. And when I went back to Baum Park High School, uh, Mr. Barnhole and Mr. Hollenbeck was the principal. And they were there and he was assistant principal. And I went up to them and I said, hey, you know what? I, I got saved and I'm a Christian now. And I want to be able to get a chance to go into the campus and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and the first thing they, they knew, because he was my baseball coach. He knew it. They called the police on me. <laughs> and they gently walked me off Baum Park High School campus. And I went home really bummed out. I go, oh Lord man, I can't believe this. That they, they won't even let me do it. And I was just a new believer. I didn't know much about the gospel. Just got saved. And the Lord came again and spoke to me and says, go back. I said, Lord, they already warned me. I went back. And when I got there, Dr. Well, Mr. Barnhold and Holland, they called me in the office and they said, look at Rob. We know who you are. We know what you've done. We're going to give you a chance. We're going to let you go out and talk to the kids. So I just decided to kind of walk around and talk to different kids and over a period of time, two, three weeks, all of a sudden, they knew I was there every day. And as I started getting a little bit more boldness, all of a sudden, I was sitting there, and as I was sharing with someone, incoming, piece of cake, incoming milk. And I said, oh Lord, five minutes with this, and I'll kill them all. But you know what? I remember just being there and sharing with different people and watching different people as they came to know the Lord. And then one day as the Lord spoke to my heart, He told me to stand up and speak. You know what high school's like? There's 2,000 people out there. And I'm standing there and God says, stand up on this bench here. I want you to proclaim. I'm not a screamer when I preach. And He says, get up and tell them about me. So I got up and I just, hey, Jesus loves you. I was just talking to them and people started getting us, sitting down here, here, there, there. And all of a sudden, man, there was all kinds of kids. The grass was totally covered. And I gave my first invitation. And 500 kids came forward. And you know what? I began to watch God do a work. Some of those kids that God saved at that time, today their parents are ready. They're in their 40s. I was only 24. They were 16, 17, and 18 years old. And to me, it's so incredible because God wants us to be bold in our testimony, in our confessing of Jesus Christ, not to force or push ourselves on people, but we need to share our faith with people. How are they going to hear if we're not sent? You see? Imagine having the truth, and yet you keep it from anybody. 
That's not right. You got to look for the opportunity. And when the doors open, go right through it. And when the door shuts, stop. That's the kind of person Paul was. He was looking for opportunities to share his faith with people. Because God wants to save people. What happens to people is that we lose our fire from the Lord. That excitement. It's like John said in chapter 2 of Revelation. We, what? Leave our first love. Our first love is no longer there. It's not burning. It's not consistent. Other things begin to take the place of my relationship and my love for God. So what happens now is I come to church whenever I can. And I don't discipline my life that I need to be in the house of the Lord every time the doors are open. Why? Because you're building eternity right here. You and your children. And your grandchildren. That's why it's important to be in church. And among brethren, why? Because of the fellowship. Plus, it gives me an opportunity every, what, Wednesday or Sunday morning or Sunday night or throughout the week. If I need someone to the Lord, I can always bring him and say, hey, they got this going, this going, or whatever's going. Or you can bring them into something and then give an opportunity like this Sunday at SR1 to bring someone that doesn't know the Lord that they're young to hear the music and hear the message. Allow God to save them because you're witnessing to them, because you care for them, because they're going to hell. That's why Paul shared with them, because he saw people that needed God and they were going to hell. And so he shared the truth with them. And then they became the pillars and began to share. That's how the church starts. You see, the church doesn't grow just because of believers. The church grows as believers get what? Rooted and grounded in God's word. And we go out and share our faith. And we bring the non-believer into the church as they get saved. The Lord adds to the church daily as many as should be saved. Acts chapter 2 verse 47 tells you that. The Lord adds to the church daily. But we are commissioned to share the gospel just like Paul with people everywhere. Look again. Verse 15. They're no longer fearful. Some indeed are preaching Christ even for envy and strife. And some also from good will. Hey listen. There are people that are not true Christians. There were those people that had a false motivation in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are many TV evangelists today, they only preach the gospel for the mighty dollar and for fame. But we preach the gospel because of the love of Christ. You know why? Like Isaiah said, because deep inside of me, it's burning in me. I can't help it. I can't help it. If I shut my mouth, it burns inside of me. I have to tell people about Christ. Because they're going to hell, Paul says. Notice again, Paul was not envious or jealous. Why? Of those walking and preaching Christ. Because Christ was still being preached. Hey, it doesn't matter. Christ is being preached. Whether by false pretense, hey, the gospel doesn't come back void. The word of God doesn't come back void. Wherever God sends it, it takes root. 
You see? I mean, in the Old Testament, God used a donkey to speak to Balaam, the dumb prophet. Imagine that. And some of strife, some of envy, and some also of just goodwill. Verse 16. For the former preached Christ, notice, from selfish ambitions. This was the ambition and the motive of these people. You see? It wasn't really to win souls. It wasn't really to see people be taken care of their needs. It was always to enrich themselves. What can I get from you? That's why we always say we receive. We don't take from people. We don't take anything from anybody. We receive. We have the privilege of giving. You see? That God allows us to give. We don't have to give anything. When we give, say, oh, praise the Lord, this is the time. Lord, I'm going to give to you. It's a blessed thing to give to you, Lord. Here it is. That's what God says, rejoicing, hilariously, willingly say, Woo, man, I'm going to give to God. And so Paul here is making sure that we understand. They were doing it out of selfish ambition in proclaiming the gospel of Christ. Not insincerely, notice, supposing to add affliction to my chains. You see, they think, oh, we're going to get Paul. They were trying to hurt Paul. And Paul says, you're not hurting me. Hey, go for it. That's cool. People are giving a message. And these were Paul's enemies. They hated Paul. They hated Paul for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet Paul here, he doesn't say anything to them or against them. But Christ's work was being accomplished. It doesn't matter who preaches it. God honors His Word all the time. All the time He honors His Word. I love that. Verse 17. But the later, notice that. The later, out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. In the revised version it says, the one does it of love. And we should always do it out of love, not because we have to. You see, it has to be the love of Christ constrains me that I have to give you the gospel. That's why we proclaim it. It's amazing to think about how Paul actively shared the gospel, even within his limitations as a prisoner. We hope that his example has been a motivation for you to be a bold witness for Christ. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Now, if you'd like to hear today's message again, we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Call 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's teaching from Philippians chapter 1. We'll hear more from Raul in just a moment. But first, we'd like to equip you with a resource titled Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter booklet from Rawl that outlines key scripture passages that establish how the Lord changed our lives forever with the saving gift of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll see that by God's mercy and through Jesus' power, we can be forgiven, healed, and transformed. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' faith-grounding booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. We'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. 
Once again, that's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Our mission is to provide you with easy access to the Bible's hope and truth. Let us know how we can better serve you. We also invite you to enjoy our many free resources. To keep God's Word at your fingertips, take a moment to download our app to your iPhone or Android. This app will conveniently connect you with more Bible-based teaching and link you to our online resource store. You can also explore our Somebody Loves You radio archives and download a podcast of any program using iTunes or Spotify. For more information or to just connect with us, visit us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for your generous partnership. It's because of your tax-deductible donations that we're able to remain strong and on the air. We appreciate the time you've spent with us today, and we look forward to being with you again next time as we study God's Word verse by verse to grow in our love of Christ. Now, here's Roll once again with a closing thought. Verse 18, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, listen, Christ is being preached, and this I rejoice, yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Why? Because God's work is spreading. It's spreading. I love it. That's why I love all the churches around us. That's praise. Hey, every church God has put in this valley for a reason. The more the merrier. The gospel can be preached. You see, the motives of the preachers may not be good, but the result is good. Notice, the people are getting saved. People are coming to Christ. The facts are getting known about Jesus Christ. That's what Paul rejoices. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.